Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Raspberry 8 podcast with me, your host, Daniel Strauss. Uh, today I'm very excited for a historic event for this podcast, which is the first female that we're going to have on the podcast. And it's also the first time we're going to have someone on who doesn't do jiu-jitsu. So I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, Lisa Filipina-Price. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm oh, good, thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Lisa is a, you're many things, I keep on struggling to get through all of them. You, um, you're a qualified sports masseuse. Yes. And you do yoga. I do. And you are 2015 second place in English Strongest yeah. Woman, 2016 <laughs> third place English Strongest Woman. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of the main thing that you're focusing on at the moment, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, what else do you do? Lisa's very humble, you see, and it's taken <laughs> it's taken a lot of effort to get her on here in the first place. So to get her to actually talk is going to be that's this is like a mission for me. Yeah, I think you pretty much got that right, though. That's that's pretty much all I do. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so, like I try and do with everyone, I want to start off with you as a child. Were you athletic growing up and stuff oh, like wow. that? Because okay. you ask this question, some people weren't at all, didn't play any sports yeah. uh, as a kid, and like myself. And then you have some people who are just like uh, Bruce Lee from the age of like five. Yeah. So what's your history with training? Um, so I was quite fortunate in the fact that my mum tried to get me and my sister into quite a lot of different things. It didn't necessarily work. We were quite chubby children. So I think that was her, <laughs> her reasons for it. Chubby children chubby. make strong adults though. <laughs> this is a common right? theme. Exactly. So we were quite chubby children. So she just tried to get us into uh, doing different things. So I swam a lot. I actually like, I did enjoy swimming a lot. Um, we actually did Japanese jiu-jitsu. Did you? Yeah. What belt did you get <laughs> I up to? I don't know. <laughs> it was more you like, we were like about nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were more like nine years old and we just did like a few like um, learning how to fall properly and, you know, just all stuff like that. So um, nothing serious really. And then like summer camps and stuff. So, but did, did I was really any? shy. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't like going to anything like that. I didn't mind the stuff that I could do that didn't involve talking to too many people. So okay. like swimming, I really liked, so I didn't have, so. So you didn't play any team sports? Uh, I played a little bit at secondary school. I did a bit of hockey. So, I, so I, I had the same thing. I hated team sports. I wasn't shy or I just, I guess I just didn't like playing. I didn't play well with others. Did you uh, not? That, 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 <laughs> hockey's the only sport I played as a, as a kid. I like liked hockey, only, I liked hockey. But I just used to just trip people up with my stick. Yeah. I wasn't actually a good hockey player. Yeah, I went to do all girls school, so it was quite aggressive when we got to play other girls schools. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just too shy. I just didn't like it. I didn't like to go to new places or do anything where I'd have to meet new people. Fair enough. So, uh, so, but I was fortunate in the fact that my mom, like she still tried to like find anything, anything that I would be willing to give a go. Yeah. Um, swimming was the big one, right? Swimming I really enjoyed. Yeah. Because I really then enjoyed it. Kind of more recently, well, I don't know how recently you let me know now, but you were big into free diving, right? Yeah. So go on, tell me a bit about that. So I don't know how that, well, it was a bit of a random one. So I ended up going traveling to India so I just started studying yoga and I thought okay let's just go traveling to India because like it's the home of yoga yeah going going to India doing yoga is the same as going to Brazil doing jiu-jitsu it's like you've right. got to go there and pay homage to the birthplace and stuff like that right exactly yeah. and uh so I went and I it was just the wrong timing for me and I really didn't enjoy being in India so I had 
before I went, I had done loads of research on different areas I wanted to go. And I came across really randomly this um, freediving school in Bali. And I remember being in India and going like, I just need to get out of here. I, like, It's a really difficult place to go, um, especially if you're um, a girl, I think, and especially on your own. So I just re- one day I just woke up and I was like, I need to go. Yeah. I need to get out. And I went straight to the airport. Well, I sp- went straight to a internet cafe found sort of like the next flight out to a place that I wouldn't mind and saw it was there was a flight to Bali and I was like okay cool so there's this free diving school I remember researching let me call them up see if I can go so I called them up from India and um, I ended up speaking to one of my now very good friends um, and he was like yeah sure come out no problem and I went straight to the airport and waited until nine o'clock that night, I think 12 o'clock. And I just went straight to the airport at nine o'clock that night to get the flight out to uh, Bali. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I went and I found the freediving school called Apinista. So did you have any experience doing any freediving before that? Nothing. It just Nothing. sounds cool, right? It just sounds awesome. So for people who don't know, freediving is basically... Breath hold diving. It's basically holding your breath for as long as you can and swimming really far down. Uh, or it's swimming really far down without sw- any... <laughs> swimming w- down as far as you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really simple, isn't it? In terms yeah, of... Yeah, I've told your breath for as long... Yeah, obviously. Too. Well, if you're underwater, you have to hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. There, there so can't be very many people who do freediving who aren't good at freediving because you'll just die. <laughs> Right? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's one of those things. I mean, the school I went to, thankfully, wasn't very. Uh, they weren't very set on you know ha- as as deep and as uh, like as deep as you can go. Hold your breath for as long as you possibly can. They had a really nice way of interlinking it into yoga and into. So were you do- you were doing yoga at the same time in Bali? Yeah, they had lots of yoga out there as well. Mm. And the school I was at, uh, one of the teachers did yoga as well, and he liked to, especially in the free diving course, make links across to yoga. A across to um, yogic, different types of yogic breathing. Um, and then the whole mentality of trying to stay calm when you're in a really stressful situation. I mean, like being underwater and being 20 minutes from the surface and f- having the urge to breathe can be quite stressful. That's really interesting because um, obviously this is a... I, I got you on the podcast because I wanted to not just do have jiu-jitsu people on here, right. but kind of just make it about training, make it about kind of doing you know training and stuff like that and uh, cool stuff but um obviously most of the listeners are going to be jiu-jitsu based listeners right. yeah. um, there's overlapping a lot of people who are going to be just lifting or training outside of that as well but what you've just said which is getting comfortable in in uncomfortable posi- like situations, situations underwater yeah. and not panicking yeah that is going to ring true to so many people who yeah. do jiu-jitsu there are so many people out there who um, get caught in bad positions, and especially as beginners, when they're not, get, you know, when they're not used to it. Just like the first time, I imagine you you, you free dive, you're going to be like, "Oh shit, yeah, this is not this is not fun at all." Um, so, kind of as, as a as a help to those guys, what are the sort of things that you can do? What's the advice to because um, that suffocating sort of drowning feeling is yeah. something. It's, it's, it's a way you get real physical responses yeah. as well. So yeah. you get like diaphragm contractions as well. So you, you don't get that in jujitsu. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like a lot of pe- a lot of people when they when they when they're caught underneath mount or something, they say it feels like they're drowning. Right. Well, it doesn't feel like you're drowning, guys, because you don't have diaphragm contractions. <laughs> But it's the same sort of idea, the fact that like your body is responding in a way and your mind can attach itself onto that physical sensation. And if you can't sort of dissociate with it, you can get engulfed with it and it can really cause you to make like 
to panic and I don't know whether you make different decisions than you would normally do if you're going to stay calm or yeah, whatever 100%. it is. Yeah. So well, like in, 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 in free diving, cause it's quite simple. Your decision is to stop going deeper and go back up for well, air. Well, even right? no, actually even on the way back up sometimes, sometimes you can be absolutely fine going all the way down. You hit the end of the line and then you start coming back up and say you've done 30 meters down, you're coming back up 10 meters and then you're like, whoa, no, now like I really need to breathe. Mm. I need to breathe. And then you've got like, oh shit, I'm like, I've got 20 meters left and yeah. you're kicking as well because you have to kick back up. And so you're expending energy and you're feeling like you need to breathe even more. And, but you have to carry on kicking because yeah. you have to get to the surface. Um, so it sounds absolutely horrendous. <laughs> It sounds like the worst thing ever. Yeah, but you what? can have those really good moments where you're like... Is it really euphoric when you come back up? Does it no, feel like... No, no. It's, not even, good. it's, <laughs> it's no. not even good when you do it. It's like, oh, it sounds horrible. Like, it must feel amazing afterwards. Nope, it's pretty much that bad. With yeah. no payoff whatsoever. Why do people do it? I don't know. <laughs> Is it, it's just starting to seem like it's one of those crazy... Um, it's almost like Russians walking on the side of buildings and, you know, like... <laughs> doing 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 uh, pull-ups off the side of cranes and stuff like that i think like especially like for me it was like it teaches you so much about yourself it teaches you so much about your mind and how like ridiculous your mind is sometimes and how like because afterwards because you've been panicking and then you get to surf and you're like that was all right actually that was fine (laughs) i'm I'm already enjoying this conversation with you because purely for the fact that you have no idea about (laughs) jujitsu So and I'm saying can, stuff so, that makes and and you, you're saying stuff that makes complete sense. Well, do you know the reason I can understand that makes sense is that actually I can relate this to my training and my like strong women training anyway because it's all stuff that I also get out of my strong women training. So, so, um, so yeah, I can see that it probably would link over somehow. Yeah, because the whole um, be, you being stuck in a bad position. Unlike with free diving where you've just got to focus enough to get your ass back to, just need to stay calm. oxygen. Yeah. In uh in jujitsu, if you panic um and you're in a bad position, you get that sort of drown like, you know, to use the same term, drown drowning feeling where you're just being kind of smothered and you're panicking. Um, mistakes are a lot more technical. Right. So, you know, you put your hand in the wrong place or you put your leg in right. the wrong place or you and, and that's just you panicking and getting something wrong. Then you have the other side where you give up because of it. Yeah. You know? You just quit. And yeah. a lot of people do do it. And we've spoken about it before on, 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 on the podcast with different people about being stuck in bad positions and people just quitting. Mm. Um, you don't get to quit when you're free diving though because then you <laughs> swallow a load of water and you're you don't like, come you back up. Have to go to the surface, it's really right. interesting uh, <laughs> with you talking about that and, and just it, 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 what you're saying, it rings exactly true okay, to a lot cool. of stuff that you experience. In that's good because I was worried. I was thinking kind of like, oh, I don't know what, uh, what Dan's audience is going to want to hear about <laughs> I'm not, I don't that's really good so yeah I don't, I'm not over. I'm not gonna try and make parallels between sure. what you're doing in jiu-jitsu and everything you say <laughs> that wasn't the plan at all <laughs> but if it happens like that then so be it um so you were doing free diving in Bali yeah. how long were you out there for uh eight months I had actually planned to be out there a lot longer um so I actually started because I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed free diving I really enjoyed what I got out of for it for some strange reason by the sounds of oh, it oh I just <laughs> I know it's like it's like a, it's like the <laughs> ultimate reality check though isn't it it just you know what it re- yeah you can really end up laughing at yourself just like I'm really ridiculous why yeah. did my mind do that like yeah. why did I go to that place this is it like um it's it's the sounds like one of the just pure outside your comfort zone sort of yeah. things like just you know everyone says you need to go and do something that scares you go and do something that's outside your comfort zone yeah going down to because 
humans aren't designed to you have the whole i'm not going to get into the whole theory that humans I know, were actually, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, humans yeah. came from the water and that right, we're designed right, right, i'm yeah, not going to yeah. get into that but, <laughs> but we are as, as we're built now we're not designed to right. go to great depths underwater right so it's not just going out of like your personal comfort zone it's going out of humanity's Human. comfort zone <laughs> never thought of it like that so it's really interesting yeah, yeah. um so yeah so yeah so because i can i enjoyed it and enjoyed what i got out of it more so like the mentality side of it as yeah. well because i was going through quite rough times so um the guys there i got on with really well they knew my sort of background in snc and um that i was learning to teach yoga so they asked me to stay out there and then i ended up training to be a teacher um a freediving instructor sorry um but then i wasn't able to stay in bali so i had to i had to go so i only ended up being there for eight months do you want to talk about that I don't mind. It's fine. Let's go for it. Um, yeah, so I ended up getting, I was getting loads of bruising. I end, Basically, long story short, I had a autoimmune disease, which um, is called ITP, which is where the immune system attacks the, or thinks of the platelets in the blood, which is the clotting factor of the blood, is foreign and attacks them. So I've got low platelets. So... What ended up happening is that I was bruising every... I was getting loads and loads of bruises. Um, and luckily, the people that owned the school, my, my good friends, looked after me very well. I ended up having to um, go to hospital and lots of drama. How, how, lots how, of drama. How quickly did that go from, oh, Lisa's bruising a lot, to you're like oh, ill? It was... So I was bruising since I got there, but it was getting worse and worse and worse. And then suddenly, like, bru bruising is just like that's a thing that happens that everyone gets. It's such a like oh, when these bruises were something yeah, else. Like, I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. I didn't have to knock into anything. My weight belt yeah. for free diving. I yeah. put my weight belt on. I take, take it, off, it off, and you're just covered in covered yeah. like in black bruises. So um, and the fact that I was like diving as well under all that pressure of the water as well. So um, that can be really dangerous. Right? Yeah, really, really dangerous. <laughs> yeah my lungs could have just exploded and come out my ears yeah and because they because my friends know also what I'm I'm like um that I'll try to just you know be with things and like um You're try to, to heal it, it myself yeah exactly you try and breathe your way through your <laughs> yeah, autoimmune exactly. condition try to relax through it <laughs> um yeah so I they kind of like half tricked me or like I don't know how they got me down to uh, the south of Bali where there's a hospital um, which is like two hours away and they were with me for a couple of days and we went to these private clinics where you can just get a blood test done and mm. then analyze the results yourself and so we were sending these results away back to my friend yeah. like one of my friends doc friends who's a doctor and whoever else and like day on day we could see like my platelets going down down and then so you 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 were getting uh, multiple blood tests yeah and yeah, sending yeah. Them back. yeah um, so, so how so how do you like contract the disease so is it just something you don't, like basically is it, it's something that's inside of you and i think just so but based like what ended up sometimes you can get it if you get a virus um where your body where your immune system goes batshit crazy yeah. and just starts go, like trying to defend itself and then suddenly recognizes the platelets as foreign for me it was because i took the um injections to go abroad the immunization shots to go oh, abroad yeah. so i remember getting very very sick after that and so is that um, when it that was back here yeah that was when i was back home before i even started going away so, so did you have it the whole time that you were away yeah. and it was just getting worse it was just getting oh, worse okay. and worse yeah yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, there was one point it went down to like below 10 and the, the levels you should be at with platelets is 150. So at that point it went below 10, which is when you're susceptible to just, just to, you literally had a handful of just platelets to bleeding without, yeah, just yeah. to bleeding without even, um, even having a knock or anything, you can get like internal stomach or brain, ble- uh, brain bleeding. Um, so, so when it went to that, so they were like, they that, were like, Lisa, sounds... enough of your shit. You're going to the hospital like now. So I had a little like childish drop, yeah. um, but they forced me. And uh, I just want to breathe through the I was just <laughs> potential brain bleeding. So I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, and so, yeah, so there was low, no one really knew what it was. Um, because also that, that also, also low platelets is associated with lots of different other, uh, diseases and things. So I ended up, um, going to hospital. They didn't, I didn't really want to take any of the medication. They tried to give me lots of different things. Um, and I had a real big issue with it, especially after us finding out or thinking that actually I got, I probably got it from the immunization shots. So you, like you were I, worried that like I went even pharmaceuticals more, yeah, gave it I to went you. even more anti, like I'm not taking anything. Um, and then, so the most natural way really to try to help it so I could get back home was a platelet transfusion. So I had to get <laughs> air ambulance to Singapore to get that done. Wow. Uh, and then I got, and then I got is sent that, back home. What is that? Do they put that blood, re- they put someone else's blood in you? They put someone platelets else's platelets in, in you, not ah. just the blood. Yeah, just the platelets. Um, yeah, so I did that. And then it's such a, th- it's such a, like a, the whole pharmaceutical thing is such a complex subject that we won't get into too much. But it's, it's crazy though. It's, just, it's so it, it's, there, there are some, some people turn to pharmaceuticals really quickly. Right. And I'm talking, you know, e- even as, as little as um, ibuprofen and urethane, yeah. like I try and stay off painkillers yeah. as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but then at the same, because they can give you other illnesses and you have like places like America that is really bad with like really high levels of prescription drugs because it's such a big business. I just saw that. Um, prescription thugs. Yeah, I just yeah, saw if, that if, recently. If anyone actually. wants to see a really, really good documentary about, we're not going to yeah. talk about this for too long, but if you want to see a really interesting documentary about... Um, pharmaceuticals and the problems that they can do there's a it's on netflix yeah. it's called prescri- uh, prescription thugs and it's the same people who made uh, bigger faster stronger yeah. uh the bell brothers um which is also another really really good documentary so if you want to check out a good documentary about uh prescription drugs then watch, check that out prescription sure. thugs um but yeah you have that balance of yeah. some of it can be dangerous but at the same time there is some stuff that you need drugs to right? kill. Right, like, know? yeah, exactly. Like, if I get, like, an infection or a broken leg, I don't want to yoga through it, you know? But yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Like, but there'll be people but who are just like, no, it's a... Yeah, you know, they'll, I know, they'll, right? they'll, they'll have yeah. their shin bone poking out of their, their leg and they'll just be like, no, it's it's a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's so a real there's big balance, yeah, exactly. And, like, because because I was like that, I went so anti. Because they tried to do, like, bone marrow operations and stuff like that on me. I was like, no, no, no. But then once I've come back home and after, like, a good year and a half, two years of, like, um, just going through all the different things I had to go through with this thing, um, I eventually had to go on to this medication that I'm on now. And I'm really grateful that I've, I'm able to do that because it's definitely helped me. Um, other than that, because aside from bruising, you get really tired with this sort of thing and like trying to train when you're really exhausted. So that's why one of the reasons <laughs> I brought it up, because I've experienced I've been training with you for probably coming up to two years now. Yeah. And I've seen you go through. Yeah. Like come in and like your platelets are really high, platelets are really low. And yeah. it's kind of that like roller coaster journey of you trying to deal with the condition and um, times when you've been really tired and lethargic and still trying to train yeah. and compete at a really high level in strongman which we'll talk about later as well yeah. um it's just it just it, like it's one of those silent 
battles that you have to fight continuously. Yeah, I think um, everyone's got their kind own of got, Yeah, thing. yeah. And I think a lot of people don't appreciate that. A lot of people come down and uh, um, they'll see you training hard and don't realize that like how hard it was for you to train that yeah. day because yes, you know, exactly. sometimes you'll come in and you'll do like... Um, at the stones yeah and then you'll come in and you'll be literally purple the next day like you're like, <laughs> it's crazy um so yeah it's just one of the battles that you've had to go against and yeah like you said i think that everyone you everyone know, has their own little battles and yeah, i think yeah yeah. yeah yeah uh so you came back to england after yeah. after after this episode in bali episode in bali yeah after dealing with that um and then at which point did you come to villain so oh my gosh i'm gonna have to remember dates now and everything don't get don't don't get too specific about okay about two years ago our villain probably (laughs) was about a month old i think yeah so it's two years ago right okay so yeah so i i came back and i ended up going to one of my friends from uni emily uh emily cushion she did a strong woman comp english qualifiers in northampton so i went down to watch her she asked me to come down and and watch and emily i used to do ollie lifting with so um yeah, so I watched her and I thought, oh, like, I, re- I really like this. This looks really cool. I could really do this. And because um, I remember her, the last thing that she had to do was like a tire flip to the death with Jenny Todd, yeah. who's currently like An Britain's beast, yeah. strongest woman. Like, she's incredible. So it was just like little old Emily and like Jenny Todd doing this like tire flips to the death. And that's the one thing about I got st- really excited the, about the strongman <laughs> events look awesome yeah right it's not <laughs> like uh you you basically in strength sports you have powerlifting weightlifting and strongman right and the weightlifting and the powerlifting is always looks the same you know <laughs> it always looks the same and it can be like people can be breaking records and people can be doing incredible things and they can make crazy weights look yeah unbelievable but it you either have get the, the lift or you don't yeah you don't have the variety right? as yeah. well with exercise that strongman yeah. does. with but strongman you can have like goza here and oh you can have a real big battle the 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 tournament's the the smaller local tournaments are more i prefer them more than like the big yeah. world strongest man stuff like that because the problem with world strongest man at the moment in my opinion is that the the lifts are too similar to each other so like they'll do a log and they'll yeah. do yoke or farmers and a medley and stones and throw in and it kind of it's all but then like way back in the day like bill Kaz and jeff capes and 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 uh, and uh, all of those guys they were doing ridiculous ridiculous stuff i was watching one the other day where they were they had to push they had to load massive tires onto this the back of this van (laughs) and push the truck (laughs) with the tire on to the next tire i love that and then load the other tire on and they but like they were pushing this massive truck yeah and then they had to stop with the truck (laughs) with the next tire and then load the tire on and push it back and it was those it was like in my opinion back in the day when they were because people can train for strongman now. Yeah. They can train for it much easier because like you get strong on log, you get strong on stones, you get strong on yoke, you get strong on farmers. Right. And you're going to be a pretty decent all-round strongman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But back in the day, you didn't know just, what the hell what was going to happen. Gonna you know, they, you. Were, they were pulling boats out of rivers on pulleys and they were arm wrestling each other really or bending bars on their heads. So, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. That, that, and, and, and you see a lot more variety in local competitions than you do in the big competitions. I think it has to be more inventive. Yeah, they don't have so much equipment. Like they don't have access. To, yeah, exactly. So they just have to be much more inventive. Like, oh, what would be cool? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that's the reason why. So you, 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 you saw her competing. Your friend competing. Yeah. The and then I really woman. wanted. And then I thought I can do this. And there was um, a poster up on there about a novice competition. So I. Um, 
I registered for that. And then someone told me, one of the one of my friends told me about this new gym that was open, um, which ended up being villain. And I, I found about out about it on the Saturday night and I rocked up on the Sunday morning on the estate, just walking around the estate aimlessly because I didn't know the name of the gym. Just yeah. thinking like, because it's literally down the road from me. Yeah. So just wanting to know where this gym is and like walking in and there was... Um, or someone in their training so I got Andy's number basically and just text him on Sunday like I'm really sorry to disturb you but and I thought it was a private gym as well so I didn't know if they were gonna let, let me train yeah so I was like I, I used to do ollie lifting uh please <laughs> let really me strong. come and train <laughs> yeah <laughs> please let me come and train so uh yeah Andy got back to me straight away basically and just went from there yeah so, and then um so I did that and then and then we did London's London's Strongest Woman. That was held at Villain. That was your first That was my first. Yeah. Uh, the novice one was my first one. And then London's was my first proper comp, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then on from then, you kind of just, in terms of your competition, we'll kind of talk about your training a little bit more in a bit. Okay. But in terms of your competition, from then you, uh, 2015, you entered the England's Strongest England's, Woman. England's, yeah. Did you qualify for that? or? Yeah, I had to qualify for that. Um I don't even remember where the qualifiers was now. I think it was in Hatfield. Yeah, it was in Hatfield. Um, so I'd qualify for that, then went through to the London. So went through to the English, which was incredible. That was like by far the best competition I've done. Just big, like how you felt? or How I felt, like so um, you, that how was... much support I got from you guys. That like, was, wow. oh, just incredible. <laughs> I never felt like that before. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah uh, definitely. That was... Uh, the England's strongest woman, right? Yeah. And you came second in that. And yeah. you, the Jenny Todd, who you were talking about earlier, you lost out to her. Just by two points. You beat her, by, you beat her in a couple of events as well. I know, I think, right? How crazy is that? Um, and then you came back this year and competed in London's again, in uh, England's strongest England's woman again, again 2016, yeah. Yeah. which was much bigger. Yeah, it was the so much bigger. The field of competitors was, um, was kind of, you and Jenny were kind of a, kind of above everyone else yeah 2015 2016 there was some ridiculous and and through all of the weights as well yeah there were some ridiculous people there were girls squatting 200 kilos there like it was nothing and it's literally this girl with like no belt like trainers on (laughs) this girl just rocked up (laughs) and everyone everyone would put in they were putting knee wraps over their that's what I did at the end. They're, they were knee wraps over, over the sleeves. sleeves. <laughs> or sleeves over their knee wraps. They had like one of the strongest guys in, in the country wrenching this. <laughs> you know, I sweating, move. It was sweating his ass off trying to put these wraps on as tight as possible. <laughs> like under belts with belts over the top, wrist wraps, oh, elbow sleeves, so smelling salts. And then this other girl just rocks I'd in. I've never seen smelling salts in with, any of the other. With like, tra- yeah. <laughs> rocks in. And sort of English this year. This woman rocks in with trainers on, no knee sleeve no <laughs> knee wraps no belt and just goes like like oh i don't really know what i'm doing so it's like 140 160 180 200 <laughs> like, like it was nothing it was crazy it was we were it all there crazy. just like what is this real <laughs> life this? yeah oh dear so um <laughs> so what what is competing in a you know kind of what's it like oh that's a really difficult question and that's what I'm here to do is to ask difficult that's questions. That's really hard. Yeah, what's it what's it like compete like and I'm not talking about the training, we'll talk about that okay. in a bit. <clears throat> but what is the what is competing in, you know, like um, you know, what in terms of mentally what's it like? Um, cuz cuz the one thing that a lot of people don't see about these tournaments when they see a lot of people see the feats that people do. They'll mm. watch Eddie Hall pulling 500 kilos, they'll watch Thor loading stones really quickly or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But they don't see the fact that they're doing all of this stuff in one day. Yeah. That, they, you, that it's very stop and start. Yeah. Um, 
you know, jiu-jitsu guys sometimes complain that they've got to wait 20 minutes between a match. Oh, wow. <laughs> you just, I wish I could just you're wait thinking, 20 minutes. Oh, you bitches. <laughs> uh, but you're waiting an hour and a half to yeah, two hours definitely. between. And you're doing like five or six events and having to wait. Yeah. And it's all day. And to deal with that, those nerves whilst you're waiting as well for the next thing. That, like that, trying not to get up psyched down, up. Yeah, yeah. Just yet. But like not to lose all the uh, energy that you've got as well. Trying to keep that. So what, Eating around that what, is what's crazy. It, what's it like doing it? And how have you... Um, how do you feel that you've changed from that novice competition a couple of years ago to your, you know, your first, your first strong woman competition doing anything like that, to now where you're qualified and competing in Britain's strongest women, uh, Britain's strongest woman in a, in what four weeks, three weeks? Yeah, I think it's about twenty first of August. Yeah. It's so soon. Um, oh, I feel like that's a really difficult one, Dan. I don't really know where to start with that. Um, I feel like every competition you do, you um, have the memory of the competitions before. So it's a really difficult thing to dissociate yourself from that, from the memory of what you, how prepared you were or how you felt or, um, yeah, how prepared you were, how you felt, how things went before. So is, is so that like in a positive way, in a negative way, or a bit of both? Like A bit of both. You feel like, sometimes you feel like you're not as strong in one lift as the other. Sometimes you feel that more you're stronger. Like, more things like, um, oh, la, I didn't feel like I was hungry between, um, or I did feel, I felt like I could eat between um, events, but this year I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not hungry. I feel like I don't want to mm. eat. Should I eat? Um, I don't know, but I feel nervous, but I don't want it. And like, oh, but if I don't eat, maybe I won't be as, maybe <laughs> I won't perform as well. And I think it's just one of those things that um, I've learned not to worry so much about that yeah. and just let that kind of stuff go. It's not really important to be honest because yeah. every single event's going to be different and every single competition's different. So I guess I've learned more what stuff to let go and what mm. stuff to actually focus on. Mm. Um, I think that's how probably I've changed and through the different what, what, what have you found is the most important things to focus on during a competition? Um, I think you have to realise what you're like as a person. If it's better for you to chat to people, then great, chat. And if it's better not to, for me, I don't like talking to any of the other competitors. Yeah. And which is really difficult because all the girls are, most of the girls are really nice. Oh, I yeah, want to the, chat to you and happy to chat. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Only people I want to talk to is probably like you and Andy. Yeah. And that's it. I don't want to talk to anybody else. Um, so I take myself away and I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm like losing out a little bit on the, on all of the joking. Around. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that, yeah. Um, but you but can enjoy that care. stuff. You can enjoy it after. Exactly. So that's like, and that's another question that I've had asked on this podcast, which is because um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but uh, I, I did an interview for BJJ Brick recently and uh, we were, I was talking about how the, because it's such a niche sport, yeah. very much like jujitsu. There's a lot of parallels between the two. Not tr once I did actually once again to that. trying yeah, yeah, yeah. once again trying to create parallels. It's <laughs> keeping it relevant for jujitsu. It's people. working. It's fine. But um, there are parallels from uh, the community and the camaraderie right. and the and the the brotherhood, or in your case, the sisterhood that you form between other people who are competing. If yeah. you go to a football tournament, you don't feel anything in common with the other team because everyone in the country plays football. Yeah. But when if 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 a, if you go to a gym and there's a woman there doing stones, you're gonna be like, "Yo, yeah, what's up? Hi. I <laughs> do stones, you know." And it's the same um, if if I'm walking around, um, 
I was, I was saying, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it on here before, but when I was in, um, I was on a stag do in, uh, in the Czech Republic and uh, we're walking around and we're looking for a bar. It's like one in the morning. I see a guy with a judo t-shirt on. Love so I go up to him and I'm Love just like, yo, you do judo, I do jiu-jitsu. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> Gave me his number, told me to come train, told me what <laughs> clubs to go to. And it's that sort of thing that I don't think you get from um, bigger sports. Yeah. So, th- so then you have a lot of people who go to tournaments and they don't know whether they should be chilling out with the person they're about. The con- it, it's a little bit different for jiu-jitsu and for uh, strongman because there's not that direct aggression against the one person. Like in Strongman, yeah. even even if you're competing really head-to-head against someone, which you are, which yeah. you have done whenever you compete, you're always going to have that person who's near you that you're battling against. Yeah. Um, but you're just doing your shit and yeah, they're doing their definitely. shit and you're trying to do your shit a little bit better. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu is not like that. You're right. fighting each other and you want to try and armbar yeah, him. And, you know, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot more malicious. But I think even you, even you get... Um, if you can get that thing with with maybe someone else competing, I don't know if you don't ha- have weight categories, right? Yeah, we do, yeah. So we do as well. So when I have someone else that's competing from villain as well, and like obviously I'm supporting that person, and but they're in maybe a different weight category to me, but I still don't want to chat to that person yeah. when I'm <laughs> when I'm competing. So it's I not, yeah. What, so so actually, it's not anything to do with the competitiveness. Bit both. Uh, okay. Bit so, both. so yeah. So you can that that can affect you because of the competitiveness. You don't want right. to talk to your opponent, right. but it can also affect you because I don't want to talk because to I anyone. Know, I want to know like, what's going on. Like, like I yeah, want to know what's yeah. going on right now. How many did she do of that? Like, what do I need to? How roughly? How long is it until I next them on? What do I need for when I'm next on? Like, so how does my body an, feel? Like an everything. Question is, I'm um, about everything. When you so when you compete in strongman, you are just doing your stuff you know very uh, yeah. most of the events uh, you're either doing just on your own so you're doing one lift and everyone's taking turns especially the smaller tournaments sure. world's strongest man you might have like four or five people doing a medley at the same time but in the smaller events they don't have five yokes yeah exactly uh, so generally you're either doing it against one other person yeah. or you're doing it on your on own, your own yeah. and then you're competing for time or for weight yeah so how much does what other people affect you personally how important is it to you like would how motivated are you um, knowing that they did less? How motivated are you knowing that they do more? Because a lot of people will come up to you and because one of the most interesting things that I like to talk to people about is like especially people who are good at what they do, who are high level at what they do is you have like the um, standard you know, the saying about how you should act about something. Right. You know, oh yeah, don't worry about that. Don't do this. You know, just get on, get on with your own stuff. Don't worry. But then like, how do you actually, Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. The, the, the elite people sometimes don't even buy into the standard protocol of how you're meant to act in situations. So, yeah. so most people will come and tell you like, like um, you're doing your event, just go as hard as you can, compete yeah. against yourself. You know, the only, the only, your biggest opponent is yourself <laughs> and all of that. But, 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 but how, how close the truth is that? True? Yeah. That's really cool. That's really interesting. Um, sometimes not really. Like, so if I'm watching, say, whatever it is, like deadlift for reps, yeah. and I see someone's, and I have a rough idea about what I want to do, I all I want to know is how much the person that's done the most is has, yeah. and or how likely someone else is going to be to do more reps than me and then I want to hit you go in and you hit as many as you possibly can and then you come off and if it's not what you've got you don't sulk about it you have to go on to the next thing yeah um but you go in 
going as hard yeah going as hard as you can and you're thinking about going as hard as you can but you still have that number of your head of course like but like that, of course that's you gonna do. help you isn't it exactly like if I didn't have in the in the one of the events that I won against Jenny Todd actually was the um was the deadlift for reps and uh, 18 inch deadlift for reps and I had her in my sight on the side of I could, I could see that her bar was going up were and you down going, you're going head to head with her we're going head to was head this year this year or last, last year? year last year yeah we're going to head to head so like knowing that her bar was moving was enough for me just to yeah. keep moving like definitely it's kind of like you're running a race and you feel that person you just at the corner of your eye you see him starting to yeah. catch up yeah 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 that's yeah, gonna yeah. make you run faster yeah like, definitely. I, I, I think that I'm like super competitive. Yeah. Like to a obsessive degree that if someone does something and and they and I do something and they do it better, I'm like, I'll go again. Yeah. I'll go again. <laughs> like I may not be able to to beat you at this, but I'm going again. But you're gonna quit before I do. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna keep on going until I do it. Yeah. I think that um having someone biting at your heels or even having someone in front of you to catch is gonna. Yeah, I think definitely. That makes you I think it's when I think it's when you so say if I was focused and I could see um, her out the corner of my eye, and I was thinking, oh no, she's one ahead of me, and then that starts going into your brain as like mm. a negative thing. That's when it's no good to you. But then that's individual to the person. person so exactly, you are motivated. Exactly, um, you're motivated to catch someone up. Yeah, and some people may be if they see someone ahead of them in the race, they might, oh, I'm not going to win. I might as well quit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing throughout the day as well. So throughout the day, as you go through different events and different things, you might, um, you change where you are, like your positioning will change depending on whether you've won an event, how much you've won it by or whatever. So if you end up doing really badly in one event, that can carry over to your next one because you're thinking like, damn, I've dropped it. Damn, I've done this. Damn, like I've really fucked up there and that can if you carry that with you into your next event it's going to mess up everything else that you can do yeah that's what I think so so you were talking about um we were talking earlier about comfort zones and free mm. diving it just seems to think that uh strongman competition seems like about as close to getting out your comfort zone as free diving as you can get um because it's it's really really brutal i don't yeah. like how do you feel the next day after a competition? i feel awful i feel so bad I, i've done like I don't i've done a couple of day. competitions um that have been really savage yeah and i feel like i've been hit by a truck the yeah, next yeah that's day. literally how i feel but it hasn't happened for a long time in fairness yeah. um but but compared to the stuff that you guys are doing yeah you know like because i feel a bit jet lagged like yeah. a bit like my brain's not there yeah. as well. Because this is, it's so, for, for people who haven't watched live, haven't watched a, someone compete in Strongman, like a full day event, six events, mm. hours apart, yeah. really, really high effort, really high intensity. It's really hard to understand the sort of workload and intensity that you guys go through because, so you rock up and you do, squ like for example, 2016, it was a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. You rock up, first event is max, max squat. Max squat. <laughs> like, you, like you, you go to gym and that's your workout. Yeah. Max squat is your workout. But it's workout. max squat on max squat on max yeah. squat. Like. So, it's like, so, so you, your like PB, a PB your and then a PB your and then another PB. Your PB going into the tournament was? Uh, that 135? Was your PB? My PB squat yeah. was 135. 135. And in the tournament, you squatted? 150. 150. So then, <laughs> but like you did 140 first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, and you, yeah, you like hit your PB. Yeah. Then you broke it your PB. It went from 100. So 100, yeah. yeah, all the way up. Yeah. Then you it broke went, your PB. Yeah. Then you broke the PB that you just set. 
<laughs> and then you went for 160? I went for 160, yeah. I just didn't get it. Like, personally, I think that that was to do with the knee wraps. Uh, so do I. So it was so, it was such so a like weird le- call. Like it was you, so weird. I'd never used knee wraps in my life. But you know what? If I went out, because everyone was using them, and this if is If you went out and you didn't get it, you'd be like, fuck, I should have used a knee yeah, wraps. Exactly. you only get one shot. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you don't I do think it's the knee wraps as well. Yeah. Because you, um, so, so Lisa, um, she squats. We just started talking about it, didn't explain it. She squats <laughs> with, you have knee sleeves, sleeves for people yeah. who don't know. You have knee sleeves, which are like elbow sleeves that you slide on and they keep your knee warm. They kind of keep everything compressed. They don't give you much, they don't give you much out of the hole. They don't give you much in terms of added weight that not, you can lift. Not compared to the wraps. They, I would say maybe they give you five or 10 kilos. Right, yeah. Uh, but they just make they make your, your knees feel nice. Oh, so they nice. make your knees feel nice, and <laughs> especially with my goddamn knees, like they just make them feel nice. And then you have knee uh, knee wraps, which are like long, stretchy, thick, elasticated, uh, kind of looks like boxing wrist wraps, sure. and you wrap that around your knee, really, really tight, and that can give you ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty kilos on right. your on some of your squat lifts and stuff like that. Um, and you only ever train in sleeves. Yeah. But then everyone else, everyone, I, I I've never seen it before. the whole day. Yeah. I was like, oh no, I'm not going to do it just yeah. because everyone else is doing it. But these people, they, they weren't wearing, sli- uh, they weren't wearing wraps. They were putting their wraps over their <laughs> sleeves, which I'd never seen before. They, they, these people could like barely walk up to the bar, squat down, hit their lift and then waddle <laughs> off. Um, and then I think when you see everyone doing it, you're going, oh, I got. W- yeah. I have one shot to make yeah. my third PB of the day. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Um, but but this the, the the lesson there, I think, which is really important. And again, this doesn't just go for for sort of strongman training; it goes for anything. Which is, mm. you don't do Change. something different yeah. from what you're used to. Yeah. So one of the um, making this applicable to jujitsu, one of the advice I give to a lot of my students. A lot of my students ask me. What should I do the day before a tournament? What should I uh, What should I do the week up to a tournament? Should I What should I eat, eat in the morning? Yeah, exactly. That's a big thing. Actually. What, what, so people go, What should I eat in the morning of competition? Assuming that your weight's okay and you can eat what you want, eat whatever you normally. Eat. Yeah. Don't start doing something different now. Yeah. Do like your body and adapts. even throughout the day as well. And anything. The day. Yeah. And, and in the week leading up to it. Yeah. You know, you've got to you've got to lose weight, and you normally you normally go in the sauna to lose weight. But you don't have a sauna, so you want to run to lose weight. You ain't gonna feel good because you're not used to running. Yeah. You know, you've got to do what you what you've already built yourself up to doing. There's no point you, you're doing the same thing day in and day out, eating the same thing for eight weeks, and then the day before the tournament, you do something completely different. Yeah, Your body's exactly. gonna react. Um, and it's the same sort of thing with that. You haven't, and, and if you want to do something, so so uh, for an example of that, I knew a guy who was, uh, and this has happened a couple of times, but this one occasion, a guy who was. Uh, competing he trained really hard and just before the tournament he had like a little um he bought at the tournament i think like a little energy booster drink like it was a guarana and caffeine and some shit like that and he'd never had it before and he thought oh, i need some energy before the tournament bang hits this guarana drink he's off throwing up and, oh, no. and, and i think like oh, he just felt like shit before his fight or maybe he didn't even fight because he was busy throwing up yeah. um because he had this you know this 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 thing that he wasn't used to having so that's sort of the same. Yeah. You, you I think like I felt like I got my 150 and I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. cool. And I kind of didn't, I didn't really have anything to lose. I was like, look, that's fine. There was only going to be like, I knew Jenny Todd would definitely yeah. go for that and possibly the second girl. Yeah. Um, 
And I just thought, you know what, if I don't use the knee, knee sleeves or the knee wrap, sorry, if I come out of it, I don't know. It's kind of a, you, you just don't, that's I the just, thing, I'd you don't like, know, oh, you, you don't, know, don't know until, yeah, exactly. so like, are you training with wraps? No, now? no, 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 no. So then I don't need to do a max squat anyway. So okay, so you're all right. Yeah, Next so time right. you do a max squat, you might. I might consider it, but I would, I would train be training both. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, to train definitely, it. You got to train whatever you want to do on the day. This yeah. is if you want to fight really aggressive in a competition, then you need to train really aggressive. Yeah. If you want to fight fifteen minute rounds, you need to train fifteen minute rounds, and et cetera, et cetera. It all yeah, definitely. Like the same thing. Uh, so yeah, we, we, anyway, we got sidetracked off there. We're talking about <laughs> what we're talking about. We're talking about how tough these tournaments are. All right. So yeah. you started with a max squ- a back <laughs> squat, which you beat your own PB twice. Yeah. That's a workout for most people, right. and they'll, they'll they're going to be sore the next day, right. you know. <laughs> and that's the first event of five. That's the first event of five, yeah. And then the, and then you're doing deadlifts, and then you're doing um, uh, stone medley medleys, and then you're and doing carry medley. medleys where you're doing uh, duck walks and and yeah. uh, dumbbell presses and stone lifts, and and all of these are hour apart. So you're like getting warm, you're getting psyched up, you get the adrenaline in. Yeah, this you compete, whole big prep for it. And it's fucking intense as well. You, people are screaming. Are, you know, <laughs> eyes, so eyes are popping out. And, so intense. You know, the, every, every single event, um, when it's so close and it's so competitive, every single event, you are leaving everything yeah. there. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. you can do. You are like with the deadlift for, for what, what event was the deadlift for reps? I don't know. That was the second or third event. Yeah, I think it was second or third. So yeah. it's halfway through the day. Yeah, and you've already and you've like already done your squat. How how heavy was the deadlift? One hundred eighty kilos. One hundred eighty kilos. David, I can lift that. One hundred eighty kilos. One hundred eighty kilos. Axel bar. Was it Axel? So it was thick bar <laughs> as well. Bar. And you knocked out how many reps? Ah, uh, oh, I don't know. Seventeen. In how Am long? I doing myself? Yeah, seventeen. It's a minute. You've got you like get a minute, minute right? Mm. So you've got a minute where you're just going full out. One hundred eighty kilos, <laughs> yeah. which is like. Well over two, you know, kind of two and a half times body weight right. almost. And you're just going through, you know, it's intense. Just you're dropping everything you have. You had grips. I think you, you like right on the buzzer, your grip slipped out. I know, it's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then after that, you sit down, have a drink and get ready for your next <laughs> event. I ice cream, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I bought you guys ice cream. So. Um, that's that's my job at uh, these <laughs> tournaments is I supply the ice cream. <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> and I eat more oh, than uh, everyone else does. Yeah, um, so, 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 what what have you learned from all the tournaments you've done? Because f- to me, I think that you're still gaining experience in this field. Yeah, you know? for sure. I, I would learn something, which is um, it's something that I was talking about uh, to my guys yesterday. Actually, about you have in a gym, you have a load of competitors and maybe one or two of them are what I consider experienced competitors, really, truly experienced competitors. You're talking about hundreds of fights. You're talking about Mm. 20, 30, 40 competitions. Those are experienced competitors. They know what they're doing. They know everything about the game and they Mm. can go and do it. Now, everyone else, you're not competing for medals. You're competing for experience. Then then you're competing to become an experienced athlete in whatever you're doing. Once you reach that level of experienced athlete, now you can focus on competing because you know all of the ins and outs that's what i believe right i believe um and and uh, you know i believe especially for a jiu-jitsu athlete that's what you are competing for to begin with if you can go and compete for experience and win gold medals in the process then that's 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 incredible yeah it's fantastic that's that's ideal it's perfect but it's not the focus yeah the focus is to get out there and compete 
and get experience and at the same time you need to be a certain level of skilled and a certain level of IQ in whatever sport you're doing to take anything away from those experiences right yeah so if you have someone who's been training for a couple of months and they want to compete and sometimes they've been training for a couple of months and they want to compete and sometimes they've been training for a couple of years but they're still not at that level there isn't a time frame it's all mm. individual you have people I have guys who train for six months and they were ready to compete they were ready and I, I had guys compete I've got guys competing for who've been training for six months who are winning golds in, in all the competitions they do I have guys who've been training for a year year and a half who aren't ready yeah you know so it's very individual but once you're ready and you can take in that learning experience and learn from it then you're competing for experience and then once you're experienced you're com then you can focus on competing because you, you you've learned all the ins and outs yeah i still think that you have so much ahead of you that you're still competing for experience yeah. but you're lucky because even though you're competing for experience you're doing really well at what you're doing yeah, yeah you know yeah, so yeah. do you feel do you still feel like you're learning stuff from every every competition that you do yeah like um yeah definitely and i actually normally judge how well i've done by kind of assessing it myself. So for me, I did a lot better for myself at England's Strongest Woman last year than I did for the qualifiers for this year's, mm. for sure. Whereas in last year's, and I got different um, different placements for that as well. So coming like um, first for qualifier and second at England's, but I did much, I did much better second for England's only because of what... I experienced on the day and like how how I overcame one of the events <laughs> literally just going for it even though it was it was in so much pain um which one was that that was, was that the that was frame carry that was the deadlift. deadlift oh yeah you remember the frame carry that yeah. I couldn't even pick up yeah yeah oh wow yeah that was really tough um that was the deadlift. that's really mentally horrible yeah. like that's horrible like going in and like not being able to pick up the weight at all well, uh, uh, the <laughs> and then seeing some girl like just you know pick it up and start running with it but oh that was horrible it can be a testament to your perseverance and your determination to do stuff like at the england's uh at the england's this year the yeah. last one a uh, recent one there was one event that everyone struggled with yeah and it was the dumbbell yeah 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 big yeah. goddamn dumbbell <laughs> like, dumbbell that everyone dropped on their head yeah yeah it was just <laughs> that, that dumbbell was just covered in size it was covered was? in blood um there was this dumbbell that <laughs> huge. just looks like um it, it it's not it's bigger than a circus dumbbell it's a loadable dumbbell so you've got the it's a big thick handle yeah which ma that makes a huge difference in the balance in your hand and the ability to hold it uh it's a big handle i think it was two and a half inch handle right, right. and then it's got big uh cylinders on either side that, that are big enough to put weight plates in yeah and they're wide and long they're as massive. well and these are huge dumbbells for big ass guys yeah like these they are didn't have the right equipment these are dumbbells that and that's the problem i think a lot of the time with strongman as well they yeah. just have the equipment oh, yeah, totally. for the guys like and well, well, this, well this is it so like <laughs> this dumbbell would have looked large for for like hathor bjornsson it would have looked big in his hand and and yeah. it would have been hard from the grip and you've got these girls who are five foot tall <laughs> who this dumbbell was literally they, they, they cleaned it and it was going from their waist <laughs> over their head in size. <laughs> their hands are tiny. They can barely go around it. And everyone was just just having the worst time worst I've time ever with seen it, with yeah. this dumbbell. But still, like, I think, did you clean the dumbbell? I got the did, dumbbell. Did you, did I didn't get the 
God damn stone. You pressed the dumbbell though. Yeah. But there were a couple. So yeah, and you didn't. But you didn't stop. I did not stop. That's I was it. not going to stop. You just like. There was you're no on, way. You're I didn't care if I had two seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew I wouldn't stone, complete the rest of it. Like complete the rest of it. Yeah. But that's. But then it was like crazy <laughs> to watch someone who can't lift something, can't pick something up. I think Joe couldn't press the, dumbbell, press the dumbbell, but she yeah. spent a minute trying to lift yeah. that thing up. Yeah, A lot exactly. of people, and, and and that's the level that you're competing at. That's yeah. the big, one of the big differences is um, whether you get, you, you, you face a task that you think that you can't, that, that not even you think you can't do, yeah. becomes evident you can't you do. You can't do, Like yeah. you cannot do this. Yeah but yeah. fuck it like you can't do this and you've got to do stuff later on yeah it's not like this is this is the last session of the day and yeah. you're trying to get a good look in you've <laughs> got no, you've got no more question. events to do like there's yeah. no question like and you're just going <laughs> out there and, and seeing these girls who just cannot lift this weight yeah try just like they've got 30 seconds left on the clock yeah and they'll clean it and drop it on their fucking head yeah seven times <laughs> before the time's over but they'll keep on lifting it up and dropping yeah. it on the head it's great. Yeah, like exactly. that's, it's, it's really, really awesome. Yeah, and that, and that's what those, those are the events, and those are the things that teach you about yourself. Is like when you, when you get to that, and you come out of it going like, "Wow, my thought process." Like I could not hear anything mm. apart from all I could hear is the dumbbell <laughs> clanking against my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was a stone, so yeah. all I could hear actually was Jenny Todd going like, "Stop fucking about." <laughs> 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 I was thinking, God damn it, it's fucking stone. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's really, really cool to watch. I love going to watch these events. I've been to, I think I've watched like um, maybe eight or nine strongman events now, like uh, ma- mainly women's yeah. ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks, which, 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 you know, in fairness, I, I think are even more impressive because you've got that barrier to overcome, which is mm. something we'll talk about at some point, um, of it's not stereotypical for you. It's not expected from you. Um and it's the same sort of thing for the women in jiu-jitsu. I think the t- some of the toughest people I know mm. in jiu-jitsu are the women because before they even step in the door, they've got that barrier to overcome yeah, in the first sure. place. Like like that, y- you have guys, lots of guys come in um, who aren't tough, but they'll survive. Yeah. Like girls who aren't tough, they won't survive there. Okay, you just yeah. can't, inv- you can't survive in that environment. And, and, and it might even be even worse for strongmen. Right. You know, to come into a gym and, 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 and do stones and do yoke and do log and stuff like that. Mm. Like if you come in and you're mentally weak, you just can't survive. It. Yeah. And then to go and compete. It's yeah. just like uh, to, to see a group of 30 or 40 girls who are just like some of the t- mentally. <laughs> it's not about physical strength. Like I don't right. think strongman's about physical strength. I don't think that uh, many sports are about like the physical side of it, yeah, uh, sure. especially strength sports. It's about the psychological sp- side of it and like the mm. psychological strength of these women. It's awesome to watch. I love I love watching strongman. And oh, I, I'm I, glad yeah. you like yeah, enough. Because it's enough. a long day for you. It's so a long day. I really but appreciate I get it. Ice, I get ice cream, so it's all right. <laughs> uh, so your let, let's go back to your training a little bit more. Okay. Before you were doing strongman, you mentioned it earlier, you were doing weightlifting. You're a qualified weightlifting coach, right? Um, under Giles Greenwood, he has... That's uh, Bethnal Green. That's, yeah. um, he was at Bethnal Green. He's actually not there anymore. He's He actually coaches the GB team now. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. He's so that's awesome. A good, he's a great that's coach. That's a good lineage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Commonwealth champion as well. Oh, wow. So um, so he has How a long were course. you doing... I was, do you know what? Like, I wasn't, I don't think I was doing it that seriously. I was doing it at uni and then um, maybe a little bit afterwards. So I did it at St. Mary's in Twickenham um, because that's the uni I was at, but because I was living in North London as well. Um, at the weekends, I would go down to Bethnal Green um, with Giles and I did, so I did university champs and English as well, but it was like not the level to what it is now. It's only like, what, four or five years ago now? And I think, 
like what what I won, like I I pulled you, you were competing, a right? fifty snatch. That yeah. won't that would not. You, I don't think he'd even qualify in to get into the English with fifty snatch now. So what? So why is that? Is that has there been it's like just got really popular? This has just been an explosion. It's, of yeah, it's got really popular. I now. hate to say it, but that's oh, gonna, don't say it. That's because of CrossFit, don't say it, yeah. isn't it? Probably. That's like and like a lot of people slag off CrossFit, and there are some people who are doing bad things with it mm. but what some of the and there are some people doing good things with it yeah. and one of the good things that come from it is yeah. um a huge explosion of olympic lifting especially powerlifting as well strongman strong events man as, well, as well but nothing compared to the the explosion that they had had an olympic weightlifting i have absolutely no experience in that field whatsoever yeah couldn't snatch to save my life uh but it's really interesting to hear that perspective that yeah in the last and because it has been that crossfit explosion is yeah definitely two three years ago is when it yeah. got popular over here and yeah. it's just kind of shot up and yeah and so like, like looking back to win the english at the weight at what i was pulling then like we just yeah you wouldn't, you wouldn't your, even qualify your timing enough. was impeccable was for really your good, competition right? <laughs> <laughs> Because like n- nowadays, like the English weightlifting championship is probably like an incredibly yeah. prestigious, <laughs> and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a champion. <laughs> yeah, fifty kilo snatch, just like nailed that shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you feel that that explosiveness uh, from the Olympic weightlifting has carried over much into your strongman training? Because a really different type of like. The strongman's a really interesting sport yeah, from what I can is. see because you have really static events. Yeah. Such as like you have max squat, you have max deadlift, you have max log push, mm-hmm. uh, log press. Mm. And then you have really dynamic events where you're running, where you're carrying, where you're throwing. Yeah. So so if you look at the top guys in the world, you'll have, um, you know, kind of like a video game. You have the different attributes, like what level of their static strength, what level of their dynamic yeah. strength and stuff like that. You have guys like uh, Eddie Hall, who is probably the strongest static strength guy in the world. Yeah. He's got the biggest deadlift of all time. Sure. Um, he's got a r- crazy bench. He's got a crazy squat. And, but he doesn't have great dynamic strength because he's, because he's fucking huge. He's like <laughs> close to 200 kilos. He just looks like a, <laughs> he looks like a bear, like uh, that's just before he goes into hibernation. They've got a bears come out. They've got to eat like a, like a million calories <laughs> and they're just like waddling into he's a cave. Just yeah. the way he walks. That's so that, funny. you know, that's what he looks like. Yeah. And then you've got guys like, um, like Hathio Bjornsson, who, uh, who's really good dynamic strength. Yeah. Um, because he's a little bit more athletic, but not quite as strong on the, you know, he's, he's still, he's still stupid, ridiculously strong, super strong, and he's getting not better, quite as but not like, it's, so it's really interesting. So, so you've got like that, you, you, you prefer the static strength stuff. I'm better at the static strength stuff. That's just you naturally. I like think so, because of my dimensions. Yeah. I'm not that tall. Yeah. Short levers. Yeah, I think so. So you prefer like deadlift. I know you've got a good deadlift. You've got a good squat. Got an all right deadlift. Good okay, squat. Okay, you've got an all right deadlift and a good, good squat. Good squat. Overhead press um, is getting there. And um, it's the running around. That it's you just the running around. <laughs> <laughs> I always just feel like, like why I just can't have we to just, be so much Why faster? can't we just stay over here <laughs> and just do all of our exercises from this one spot? What are you doing over there? Why do we need to run around? <laughs> Why do I need to bring it over there? Yeah, I exactly. can lift it up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just even things like, I just, sometimes I feel like even things when we're doing like, I really like yoke. I really enjoy yoke. Yeah. Um, but I just feel for every step these girls take, I'm like doing like five <laughs> to keep up. Like. It's like, it's like my dog with his little French <laughs> yeah, bulldog legs. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, he's just running along like his legs are moving so yeah. a thousand miles an hour yeah. but he's not running that fast no. but I've definitely like so um, I've been working a lot on my dynamic stuff and like uh, definitely getting more athletic um, and 
that's really helped me a mm. lot. Like really, really helped me. So um, I do, I do think that that athleticism is what cuts it basically. Yeah, definitely. that 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 that's going to be the difference for that's you as you start to move forward. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, let's move on from strongman. Yeah, we're probably boring everyone. Sorry. Yeah, well, screw it. Uh, <laughs> too late now. Uh, you are big into yoga. I'm into yoga. You're, you love I'm into yoga. yoga. I'm going to say I'm big into yoga. How many enough. times have you tried to get me to do yoga? <sighs> so many. I do actually, I, I want to give it another but go. You know, yeah, I do want to give it another go. Though, so I just hate it so much. Then don't do it, honestly. Like but, but like, it's really good for you. It's like eating No, greens. but that's the worst reason to do something. Is it? Yeah, like I really don't want to do it. I hate it, but I've got to do it because it's good for me. Yeah, but it may be the worst reason, but it's still a reason, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But if it makes my back and my knees feel better, then I'm up for giving it another go. So um, I want to talk to you about yoga, how you got into it and kind of how that crosses over into the rest of your training and your knowledge and stuff. But I've done yoga like I've never done yoga, but I've mm. I've done yoga sessions under lots of different people. I've given it like, I wouldn't even say I've given it a good try, but I've given it a try okay. under maybe like six or seven different people. Okay. And you're very different to all of them. Okay. Very, very different. You have a, either an incredible knowledge of anatomy and physiology or you're blagging the shit out of it. <laughs> And you know, you know that I, I think we're all just blagging <laughs> it, aren't we? Really? And life. you know, you know that I can't call you out on it, so because <laughs> my knowledge isn't there, so you're just winging it uh, and you're talking crap. But it just like, uh, so you, you're a masseuse as well, yes. And uh, you're my, you're my masseuse. Yeah. You allow me to be able to walk before competition still. So oh. like the last com- competition that I did, um, when my shoulder was torn completely, yeah. and I could barely train. The only reason I was able to compete at Polaris is because you were massaging, like you were taking the tension out of my shoulder every day for the week leading up to it. Okay. Uh, so you've got cr- and you've got crazy, crazy knowledge of the anatomy through that, and then through yoga as well. So what I mean by that is that someone else may say, "Put your leg here, feel the stretch through here," mm. and you're like super specific with how you're. You know, it would be like like take some weight from here i can't even i don't, <laughs> don't, don't, I don't know the words <laughs> but i'm just don't thinking like this is it's mind-blowing how specific and how um it just seems like and and it, and it's the same with with again to make the the relation between the jiu-jitsu instructors some jiu-jitsu instructors will tell you do an arm bar turn your hips throw your legs up wrap your legs around squeeze your legs pull the arm sure and then others will tell you put pressure here, here pull from yeah. here stay nice and tight with the elbow drop the leg down here squeeze the knees you know point the toes down here and that's the sort of way that you teach yoga um and whenever i come to you moaning about injuries and stuff so tell me about that t- sort of you you doing yoga how you find that it's helped you okay. and then w- how and why such a specific approach and what the, what's the difference between you teaching yoga to other people teaching yoga because there's a fucking difference lisa <laughs> i'm telling you there's a difference thanks dan go on um well i first started doing yoga without even like i never did a yoga course with the intention of being a yoga teacher like the reason i did the yoga course was i met the teacher eleanor voice so i've met eleanor um just through a mutual um client of ours actually one of her yoga clients and one of my massage clients um, how long ago have you how, how, how long three years okay no it's not it must be more than that 
four years ago. It's not that long. Yeah. It's not that no, long. No, it's not long at all. Yeah. Which is why I don't think I'm like massively into yoga. <laughs> I don't I don't yeah. know. Um You can be into like, yoga. <laughs> you can be into something. Quickly. I guess so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I end up so I would massage her and then I came for a, a yoga session with her. And just the way that she talked, all this stuff that you're saying about like the way she was talking about how to access different um things in my body. I thought this is the anatomy I need to know. This mm. is how, like, because I was I was searching for other courses. I was doing things like dissection courses as well to get better at anatomy, um, to get better at my um, my massage to help people. You've more. got like uh like uh you're really into the human body, right? Yeah, like I came I really to I, 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 like yeah. I came to your house once and you've just got stacks and stacks of books on anatomy and physiology. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like a weird it's nutty so professor's it's just <laughs> office. All my books. Who are you dissecting? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What am I doing here? <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> so I just I wasn't I wasn't getting that kind of I I was only getting from books the stuff that I wanted to know and I wasn't getting that practical aspect which is the way I learn anyway. So even through doing dissection courses and even doing uh, through doing other um types of massage I just I wasn't getting what I wanted to learn and as soon as Eleanor kind of taught me I was like right this is this is what I need to learn. So I'm going to do your yoga course. So she teaches people to be teachers. So I did that in order just to get the knowledge. Mm. And I just fell into teaching it as well. So I got asked to teach it. So I did a couple of sessions. And so you were just like, I, I want to do the anatomy. And then she's like, okay, you you know everything now. Do you want to teach you? Like, oh, what? Yeah, it was kind teach of through. Yoga? I hadn't even finished the course yet. Because of the knowledge I already had with the massage. You were way ahead. I was ahead at some on some aspects, and that's yeah. the thing. That's why I'm I'm like I'm not that into yoga because I was ahead on that. Yoga's huge. Yoga's not just like it's not just it's about not just the, stretching and it's not just stretching. Yeah. It's not just about the body, uh, about the asana, which is about the poses either. You've got the whole like cleansing side. You've got the whole like lots of breathing aspects to it. You've got like mudras, which is like different positions that you can hold with your hands to get oh, it's just so complex i can't even go into it yeah so that and all the philosophy as well so someone that's into yoga i would say is into that that's yoga as you're well. more just, just into the i just really like the way that it can help the body yeah whether that's in more like, the physical side more, more the, the spiritual side, much more the physical yeah. side and that's why i um yeah that's how i got into it basically that's why i enjoy it now yeah so <laughs> did I answer the question? You, I don't answer, even you answered the one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that like that's interesting. You've kind of fallen into that just through like yeah. you're just looking for more anatomy stuff. Yeah, and basically. Like, Whoops, I'm doing yoga. Yeah, um, <laughs> it literally was like that. <laughs> so, how have you found? Do you practice much, and how have you found it helps you in your training for strongman? I did practice a lot. Um, it's definitely, I definitely haven't been practicing as much recently just with the lead up um, to the Englands or to the British now. Um, well, you've got like a certain amount of time and, yeah. and effort and energy and to effort do energy. stuff. Yeah, exactly. You need to be lifting stones, not yeah. holding whatever positions. Yeah. So, um, but it does, it definitely does help me. It's, it's really helped me in knowing what to do with my body like in understanding technique wise what I should be doing with my body where the connection is failing so things like oh, it's really difficult to describe so I can only describe it as something very very 
tangible that I can give you is when I was doing stones, one of my sessions doing stones, it was literally uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I had to, I wasn't able to hold this stone. Um, and my left hand was slipping off the stone so much as I was going over grabbing trying to lift up the stone my left hand was just going and then I suddenly made the connection like wait a second my my left foot isn't rooted down onto the floor enough Mm. let me like hug in the inside of my left foot inside of my left heel push my inside of my left heel down this is going to get so technical I'm so sorry like it opens like an area around the front of the hip for me and then I could engage my lat a little bit more on the left hand side and then I got it so things like that is Mm. how it's helped me that's interesting (laughs) it's magical it's magical (laughs) but (laughs) it's not magical (laughs) uh something I assume you do do because you've tried to get me to do it before um and I haven't been but I'm going to start trying but I would just say that anyway even if I wasn't uh I haven't been breathing stuff yeah okay so this is um I've it's something that I've like neglected which a lot of people talk about like um especially if you listen to podcasts with me and Andy a lot of my philosophy on training comes from a really old school kind of a golden age of strength training strongman like old school strongman stuff Eugene Sandow and Saxon and stuff like that they all talk about deep breathing and they all talk about breathing stuff all of them Um, and there's definitely a lot in terms of your athletic development and your kind of control over your body and 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 all of that stuff to do with breathing it's obviously so important if you don't breathe you don't live um (laughs) so what do you do for your breathing and then we'll talk about kind of what people can do to start getting the most out of optimizing you know their lungs and their breathing their body control and stuff like that so what do you do for the for your breathing stuff i see it's a really difficult one um i basically just try to i haven't managed to allow myself to sort of sit down and do breathing exercises recently. So what I've been catching myself doing is just doing it when I'm driving around in between my sets, especially. Um, But then you get into the complication of like, you're going to be doing sort of deep belly breathing, but that's calming. So if you're between sets, how are you going to, like if you start calming yourself down, Mm. then you're not going to, you need to be psyching yourself you up. You need to be psyching yourself up. Yeah. So that's like a whole different realm of things. I actually have been using my breathing more recently um, to, if I'm doing conditioning style stuff, to calm myself down before I go again. Because what I tend to get personally is if I am getting out of breath too much, it triggers a panic response for me uh, personally. And I start getting panicky that I can't do the next set. And then I, it starts getting into my head that I can't do the next set. So actually in that case where it's too much, then I do that. I'm tried to sort of exhale much longer, try to, um, use my, and use my breathing to calm myself down in order to say, you know what, it's all right. I can go again. It's fine. Um, I use breathing a lot more in meditation actually, to be honest. Um, so what, what are the advantages of, breathing stuff what's it do <sighs> apart from the standard breathing to stay alive apart from the standard breathing to stay alive yeah so you so can like do doing like breathing specific training so this felt this breathing specific training okay so this full falls like more into the realm as well of you can do different styles of breathing to elicit either sort of like a yin or yang response in your body so oh, whether you're like out of lisa for being a hippie so she's super <laughs> this is hesitant. why i'm really trying to like head super hesitant about i really am. just go for it go for it lisa 
<laughs> I won't. I'm, I won't judge you. <laughs> Promise. Um, look, instead of going into it like that and going crazy, I think the first the first thing to do is to try to get people to realize how they're breathing first. So I think that's the most important, most beneficial thing you can do. So I do a lot with my, I, not so much with my yoga because I'm trying to get people to move better, but actually more with my massage. I try to get people to realize that, you know, where are you breathing from? Are you breathing from your belly? Or are you very shallow breathing? Or are you bring, breathing really shallow into the chest area? Where are you breathing? Are you just breathing into the belly? Or can you direct that breath into the back of your spine? And so when I try to explain this to people, people are really surprised that, like, how am I going to breathe into the back? I don't understand. Yeah, like, oh, how you, do just, I, you just breathe how into your lungs, How right? do I breathe into the back? Yeah. Well, you know, the front, if you're breathing into the front of your body and you feel the chest rising and the, the front of the body opening, your ribs are expanding at the front. But where do your ribs go? Your ribs atta- aren't just at the front. They go to your back. Then people are like, your ribs are in your back? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> your ribs are attached into your spine like have you seen a skeleton before your ribs go all the way around and attach into the spine into the back of the spine so if you're only breathing through the front and only allowing that space between the rib cage at the front of the body the back of the body the rib the space between the ribs at the back of the body is much more compressed and therefore also maybe maybe the spine is a little bit more compressed as well if you can maybe focus lie down on your front and try to breathe into the rib cage at the back of the body expand the back of the body you can gain a little bit more length in the back of the spine and then that opens up a whole new realm of different things going into the nervous system and like creating length in the spine to help the flow of energy and all of that kind of stuff. Um, So the first thing I do is just get someone to really be aware of like belly breathing first, then breathe from the belly into the lower back, lower back into the sides of the rib cage, into the back where the bra line would be, back of the bra line, and then up into the chest, feeling like the collarbone is widening as well, rather than trying to lift the front chest up and forward, which would put the top of the spine into extension. It would widen the collarbone, widen the space, and then you can actually bring up the breath up into the neck as well and expand up into the nose and into the sinuses. Is that really technical? Yeah, no, it's perfect. Um, and what is the advantage of doing this? Are you just open More breath, more oxygen. More oxygen. Yeah, basically, and more movement in your body. So think about something that's really compressed, like your trunk or your rib cage and all of this area being really compressed. Suddenly, through that breath, you're opening all this area up. It helps the, f- like the movement of blood, of different tissue. It gives space to um, all the different structures of your body. Yeah, we, we've done a bit of work on this and I just haven't been consistent with it. Okay. I need to I need to get into it because I'm, I'm really tight everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always bitching to you about how I'm sore and I tight. Know, I just kind of nod and go, okay, Daniel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just tap me on the top of the head and just be like, okay. Um, I still, I asked you the question a while ago, which is I just don't understand the tightness. I don't I don't understand I understand how it works physiologically but I don't understand how humans have adapted to get tight in different areas. Yeah, we've kind of gone through this as well. Like 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 we've evolved that our muscles have this that if you do the same thing over and over you get tight and sore and it just doesn't function well. It just mm. doesn't seem like I don't believe that a lion gets tight like I don't think a lion gets a tight lat from chasing too many gazelle 
what what's the deal with this? I just I don't know. Why? Why do I have to deal with all this shit? I don't know. I'm really sorry. I don't know the answer to this. I know you've tried to get me to get me to give you the answer, but I just don't have it. Do you know what I do think is like a huge thing? And it's it's said all the time, but I don't actually think people really, really take note of it like we sit down too much <laughs> we sit down all the goddamn time i know that sitting down is really bad for you Re- no but it's really bad it's really I try, really I try bad not to no but you can't help it if you're driving you have to sit down in your car i know like we're, what we do we're sitting down <laughs> like, I know, right I'm now sitting down right now <laughs> ever the hypocrite i try and just no it's that. not about being a hypocrite it's just yeah. what like it's just the way that like our life has become isn't it mm. Whoever invented the first chair that sits you at like 90 degrees. <laughs> He's the reason I've got sore lats. <laughs> um, That's probably true. So the, the breathing stuff that you're talking about is really interesting. And um, we should make a video at some point showing how to I do really want to do that, actually. Just I have to be pushed into the sort of stuff like that. Yeah. I'm quite shy, so like I, like I, me pushing you into this podcast this to begin with. This, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see if we can, if there's interest for it, we'll do a little video of you showing and explaining this. Yeah, there's loads of different types. So I think, yeah, you just you just go into the basic stuff for people, which is just because it's just about and breathe. It's just about control, isn't it? Yeah. Once you can... Once you can, um, it's just acknowledgement, you know. It's yeah. just going like, oh, this is this is how I breathe, okay. And then and then working with it, then exploring it, it's then like taking it to different levels. If people want to get too complicated too quickly with it. That's why, and especially like even with your questions like this, like I'm reluctant to say very much apart from just like, because it just needs to be kept really basic and simple. You can't straight away go into like, so you do. There's this one where you um, this type of breathing that you do where you would like have. Re- retention of breath as well so you breathe in for whatever it is retain your breath breathe out for whatever count it is and retain your breath and i just i just feel like people don't even know how they're breathing already to start yeah. going and following something that they don't getting, even really they're know why they're doing ahead it ahead of themselves just going to ahead just yeah it's, just, it's like people want to they want to put 100 kilos on their back and squat but they can't do a body weight squat right <laughs> you know so you've got a what, or they do a really, really poor squat. Yeah, exactly. You're just going <laughs> to... Water squat. Yeah, you don't know how to control your body. You can't control other yeah, things. If, if you don't you know how to breathe, of control your breath, phase. you can't use it. So. Yeah, so. Um, it's like the, um, another thing that a lot of the um, old school strongmen could do, and that, you know, as well as the deep breathing stuff, is they have really good muscle control. So you see like mm. the videos of them like bouncing, dancing, their, dancing, they're dancing their pecs, but then like everyone can dance their pecs, but like dancing their scapula and dancing their biceps and their leg muscles, like really, really good um, neurological control over their muscles. Yeah. But then that, when you have that sort of control, it actually equates to more strength because you can, t- you have the ability to recruit yeah. more muscle fibers this, at one point. Which is why I love yoga for like strength training or yoga for So like do you feel that athletes. because you have, um, through yoga, you're controlling parts of your body that you wouldn't normally be able to control? Well, you just you have more awareness of those parts of the body. But like, well, like when you're describing different positions for me to get in, you're t- like, tell me to use muscles that I'm positive aren't there. <laughs> And then you're just kind of switching them on and, and trying to get me to go into those spots. And I do understand, like, if I can, if you can move in a really good way and control yourself through all the ranges of motion, mm. then when you need the power there and you need the strength there to push or to pull, then you're going to have more, you're going to be you more efficient at co- recruiting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got, you're more efficient. You've got that coordination of control much more as well. Um, yeah, and it just, it kind of transfers over. So I'm I'm really not a fan of this whole like so yoga's gone really mad, huh? Like it's it's 
it's gone pretty crazy and there's loads yeah. of things going like, oh, yoga can get you really strong. Someone tried to tell me that I need to do yoga to get me strong yes. for a competition. I'm going to go, no, <laughs> like I need a bar <laughs> yeah. and some weights on it. And that's yeah, how well, like, people that's how I'm going to get strong. People tell me that I should do yoga because it's good for strength. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, find me a yoga, like, I bet I could out, <laughs> I could out squeeze any yogi <laughs> within the near but vicinity. But that's the thing, like, it's, just, you, maybe. it's just not explained in the right way. That's all yeah. it is. That's, it's just not explained in the right way. Like, it will help in different ways. It helps that sort of like, that optimal length tension relationship within the muscles. It helps that like stability at different joints. It helps like that awareness of the body, uh, the co-contractions of different muscles to get the timing right. It, it helps in... in other ways that then helps you to get stronger but it's not going to do what a bar with weights is going to do yeah yeah no it's really interesting so you you've worked with different athletes haven't you more, more so recently like recently i've worked i've been really lucky actually i've worked with the rugby sevens gb rugby sevens um and more so recently actually now I'm working or I have been working with the GB fencers who are leaving today for Rio. Ooh. How that's exciting. That? I are know, they, really they, exciting. Oh, I didn't realise that they are actually that level. Yeah. That's very, very cool. How What's cool it like working that? with them? Yeah, really fun. Really fun. Um Do you find that so uh, you you've worked with the rugby players and the fencers yeah. and one fat jiu jitsu guy. <laughs> Who's the best and who's the worst to work out? You're the worst. Okay. I was expecting that. I went like... You're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst when I'm getting a massage as well. You know what? It's just... It's very very different because like... Because they're teams that you get just such individual characters anyway. So some of them um, are really into it. Some of them are a bit like forced to be there. Mm. Um, That's how I feel when I have to do yoga. Yeah. But by myself, I'm forcing myself to do yeah. it. Yeah. Some of them haven't bought into it. So because they're being told to do it, they haven't bought into it and they don't know, really know why they're doing it. There was, when I did the rugby sevens, I uh, I was sitting in the hallway waiting to go in for their first session and they were walking past me. And so like, it was quite clear who they were. Yeah. And uh, and one of them I could hear going like, oh, why are we doing yoga now? We should be doing some real training. <laughs> just, it's like, it's like when, um, when someone uh, like cuts some guy up and tells him to fuck off in his car and then turns up at this job interview and it's the guy <laughs> who, who he cut up and swore at this interviewing him for the literally job. Was like that. Literally <laughs> literally was like that. Like you should have yeah. seen his face. That was so funny. <laughs> Why are we doing this stupid yoga? Yeah, uh, he soon realised that it wasn't as easy as he thought it was going to oh, be. Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That session just got, I might, I might session got a lot faster. I might have held him in a, a position yeah. Yeah, but a bit longer than, he, uh, <laughs> than I originally intended him to be in. No, I'm really joking. I'd never do that. <laughs> that's, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that I do want to give yoga another go. I want to try and, I want to try and get you down to do a bit of work with my team as well. I'd really like to do that. Yeah. That'd be really cool. We'll sort that out for soon. I'm going to get you down and we'll, we'll, we'll do some stuff and I'll, maybe when I'm with a load of other people, I need to act like I'm tough and and I can do it and I won't just lie on the floor and cry the whole time, which is what I usually do when I'm doing yoga. I think you try very hard, Dan. I think (sighs) when when we were doing the sessions, I think you wanted so hard to please me that you would try and you'd hold these positions and I'd just think, Dan, it's all right. You can come out of it now. Like, it's fine. And you'd be like, no, I'm staying here because you're asking. Yeah, it's all right. Anyway. Uh, What else were you talking about? Oh, I remember what I wanted to talk about. Go on. Rising strength and villain barbells. Oh, 
So you are, as well as doing all this stuff, um, yoga and your massage and competing and training yourself, you're also training other women in strongman and yeah. like kind of basic strength stuff and all the way up from, you know, from, from, from beginners coming in and kind of yeah. teach them how to move properly. And, um, and I think that's like a huge advantage that you have because you have a, such a strong not just background but interest in mm. anatomy and physiology it's such a it's such a technical i think that whenever you're doing sports where you have to explain stuff to someone or where you have to analyze or break down physical movements having an interest and an, a background and knowledge in anatomy and physiology is the single most um, valuable resource that you can draw upon because you can be you have such an understanding of why things happen mm. so in your analysis and you also have a um, you're able to very accurately describe stuff. You know, mm. there's nothing worse than when like grab your hand and twist it round, put it here. You know, it's <laughs> like really kind of yeah. But I think that's like I think that that comes in two ways as well because then you can go. You can get too technical when people don't you know what you're talking way about. Way too yeah, technical, 100%. which I think I'm definitely um, guilty of. Definitely, definitely guilty of. It's fine to balance because the terminology that you use will be very basic for you. Mm. But then for someone who doesn't know what like, so sometimes I use like, or like I'll say supination or pronation yeah, or sure. uh, ulnar radial deviation and stuff like that for yeah. how you're moving your hands and stuff. And people are like, what? <laughs> Twist your like, hand? So like look on their face. So but also I think you're, you're at risk of letting that person overthink the move as well. Sure. So, so like if someone doesn't have the ability to, analyze in the same way you do don't yeah. try and make them analyze it yeah, the same way that exactly. you do yeah which i'm definitely guilty of again yeah. so like it's a like you you tend to you tend to teach i guess in a way that you learn i think yeah. as well so because i'm always like i need to have this knowledge i need mm. to understand like, you think that everyone else needs that knowledge yeah or yeah. you don't know how else to explain it so i think you always have to constantly learn how to teach yeah like so i'm definitely getting a little bit better at that i think um, but then at the same time i think that your style of teaching and your your way of thinking is going to be eventually passed on to any long-term students or um, mm. people that you train so if you're technical with your terminology mm. if you find that balance between being over technical and being kind of a bit dumbed down mm. then those people in term a turn are going to start to learn those words they're going to start to understand what you what you mean when you say kind of technical words that aren't completely baffling yeah. um, and therefore in over the course of a couple of years or so these people will know exactly what you're talking about and then therefore they'll be able to analyze break it down and explain it to yeah, other people in a similar way cool. so yeah, really, yeah. really it's, a, it's a tough balance yeah, but yeah, you're, you're working with these women anyway sort of um, uh, barbells is something that you're is it still barbells I don't know or is it Empress of Iron now? Oh no, it's not Empress of Iron. That was that was a uh, code name, Dan. Oh shit, Daniel. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> if I if only I was technical enough to know how to bleep stuff out. Um, so barbells, you're just training women, and then the strength rising thing was something that you did with Jocelyn, who is Thompson Rule, who is a Nike master trainer, super cool chick. Yeah. really enjoyed doing that with her um it was really nice because we come from very different backgrounds so joss is more um she's a nike she's nike yeah like, <laughs> like much more to the fitness industry as you well you just come from a warehouse in mill hill right <laughs> 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 and you know and i i liked i liked that as well and like i liked the fact that we look very different as well i'm like short and stocky um and jocelyn's like um, lean and slimmer and um, I, I like that we could sort of bounce, bounce yeah. off each other and then like 
the girls that get home to the car that come to the um, workshops can have that um, idea of both of both of our histories and our backgrounds and how we teach mm-hmm. and you know take it like take what they want from it basically um, yeah so it's just about it's all about it's just basically all about getting women into I guess only like if I want to make it really cheesy like owning their training yeah like to be able to walk into the gym and go like okay I know what I need to lift I know what I'm doing I know what to do with these weights um to not worry about strength training to understand that strength training for women isn't any different than strength training for men okay <laughs> so that's like sort of the next subject that we're getting on yeah to, to go in, into that kind of thing and then talk about a lot about like body image as well yeah um especially if you're into like into a strength sport where your body's gonna you know might change um and how to deal with that i guess like it's a big issue for me yeah so, so let's let's kind of start talking about that so to begin with there's you have the stigma of strength training for women, which is women, there are a lot of women that are worried, like women want to get leaner and they want to tone up. Tone. They want to tone. Stop saying the word tone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, <laughs> that word doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> Stop using that, t- that, the word that tone. Word. You can get lean um, and you can lose weight, but don't, don't say tone. Um, <laughs> So most women want to lose weight. They want to they want to lean up. Yeah. Um, and they are terrified of touching a barbell right. because the second they touch it, they're gonna have a beard and they're <laughs> gonna look and they're gonna look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's like when these women like oh, I don't want to I don't want to do uh, I don't want to do squats. I don't want to do. And I tell you what, it's getting better. I want to do strength it's training, get, but I don't want to get big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like um, a couple of years ago, um, pre Instagram kind of booty squat craze sure. madness which is going on at the moment which i'm all for <laughs> so am i i'm, so I'm am all I. for it um <laughs> finally yeah. i'm actually secure class now <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh yes has a place <laughs> in society <laughs> now because i call that yes <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> about damn time so um before that people people were like terrified of that 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 if they get, pick up a barbell and they just start strength, strength training at all that they're going to get absolutely jacked yeah well, firstly women like I always say to them, I wish that was the case. <laughs> I try really, really hard and I'm still working on it. And I've been training a long time. Women do not have the same hormones that men do. Yeah, we they just do don't not have the same hormones. You do not have that but the thing is ability <laughs> to get that big. Exactly. You just can't do it. You can't do it physically. You can't do it. So like, don't But then worry. they see these other like bodybuilder women as well. And, then that, and that also kind of throws them off and goes like, oh, but that, that girl's got big. Yeah, yeah but that, that girl that girl's got has more big. testosterone than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's literally, she's literally five times the man <laughs> that most men are. Um, so, but that's not realised though, as well, Dan. Like, yeah, people don't realise. Like, honestly, like people don't realise that. Yeah, they no, don't realise going like, oh no, that that girl's done different things to try yeah. to like get what like she that. wanted to look like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's get, it's getting a little bit better, and people are getting more into lifting weights and uh, under the knowledge because this whole Instagram fitness model mm. craze is really exploding. It's really yeah. big at the moment. Um, I'm, it may just feel like it's bigger for me because I'm I follow all of them on Instagram. <laughs> Every single one, just, <laughs> just all, all of them. them. It's just market research for this podcast, Lisa. <laughs> I've been doing it for a couple of years now, um, and uh, there's just a craze where like everyone needs to squat. But they, like my my sister, 
uh, is obsessed. <laughs> like she's crazy obsessed. And um, she just wants to get her ass bigger. So she just goes into, the, she has a bar that she has set up just to do lunges with, just a lunge bar. <laughs> and uh, she just goes into the gym and does like squats and deadlifts and lunges and hip extensions. And that's it. Like, I want my legs to be smaller. I want my ass to be bigger. And it's just. Oh, it's, she want her legs to be smaller. She's crazy. <laughs> she's crazy. Luckily, I don't think she'll listen to the podcast, but she's crazy. Um, if you are listening, I'm sorry. You're, 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 you're great. Um, but. <laughs> when you're talking about body image and stuff like that and women coming into strength training, there's like definitely a stigma about it. But mm. then you kind of on the other side where these women who want to tone up a little bit, oh fuck, I used the word. These people <laughs> want to lean up a little bit. <laughs> they want to lean up a little bit. They are never going to be training hard enough to look like anything that they don't want to look like. It's yeah. only going to do good things. Now, when you are competing competitively and looking to be high level in a strength sport, such as strongman, then thing you're going to have to sacrifice things yeah, sure. to be able for, for performance. So if you're training to look good, you will always look good mm. because you never have to sacrifice anything mm -hmm. because your goal is to look good. Mm. But if you're training to be as strong as possible, if you're training to be Britain's strongest woman, then you have to sacrifice sometimes uh, secondary or tertiary uh, goals such as aesthetics, whether yeah. even that's a goal, full stop. But it's always going to play in your mind. I think it plays into the mind of guys as well, but nowhere so. near to the degree. Only some guys, yeah, only some guys. Uh, but I, I, and, and, and to a much lesser degree. I don't mm. think anyone's going to tell you, like, genuinely doesn't give a shit. Like, mm. I don't really care if I'm a little bit like I'm not lean and I don't really care about it. But if I woke up and I was really fat and out of shape, I'm going to go, oh, Dan, you're a little bit out of shape, <laughs> now, you know? Uh, so it's nowhere near as bad as like a woman wakes up and thinks she's out of shape and like like her day's ruined. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of gone on a journey through having to fight against this desire to keep yourself looking how you want. Yeah. And also the desire to be the best that you can in a sport that requires you to sacrifice a little bit of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Definitely. How's that gone for you to where the point now, like more recently, you seem a lot more accepting of like you are building a body of function. Mm. And, you know, like like function should be like the most attractive thing yeah. about a person. Like that's what... Um, genetically weird like like women like strong looking guys in, in general because they would be better protectors of their because when you're in you know when you're in the jungle or in a cave they'd be better protectors from a <laughs> saber-tooth tiger <laughs> you know stuff like that um and uh so so it should be like function should be attractive but then society kind of molds your image with photoshopped image on tv and yeah you know totally. britain's next top model who are all crazy stick thin and keep telling you like that is what beauty looks yeah. like but even now they say like they've got the as you said like the big the big ass and the big leg they still have that as well they still but they've especially on instagram i think maybe not um maybe not so much on like posters on TV, but definitely in the Instagram, you've got like the girls with the, um, who've got like the powerlifting bodies and stuff like that. There's, you know, there's a lot of girls that still look really, like really, really good. But sometimes for me, especially like, I know I have, you always, you have a certain image of what you think your body, you want your body to look. And for me, I always relate that to myself. So, like if I look at someone on Instagram and go like, oh, she's got a really good, like really good 
figure I'd really like her figure I don't kind of do that I can't don't kind of go like I'd really like her figure because I probably have a much bigger hips than her yeah well this is like <laughs> but I've got the vision of myself so as long as yeah. you're, if you're relating it to yourself I think that's one step forward going like as long as you're kind of looking you're at aware that pe- like yeah you're your aware that you're a different structure yeah. to that person so a person maybe with the same body fat as me who's taller and like has their skeletal systems very different might look leaner than I look yeah so um so you've got that aspect as well but it's yeah like it's it's definitely a tough one it's definitely something that I constantly battle with even if I shut up about it more to you and Andy more recently than I normally feel um <laughs> so, so are you less concerned about it now or no you it's just probably getting worse a little bit worse really? now yeah it's probably a little bit worse at the moment but you know I've put on like what is it, eight kilos or something since last year for my last comp because my weight cash has gone up. So, um, I just feel that there's... But n- I'm stronger. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I I'm stronger and I'm definitely, you know, I'm, I'm, I do all right. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do all right. Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a compromise. It's a, it's something I'm going to have to compromise. I think that you're getting, I think that you're getting better. I mm. think that I think that um, where you were a year or so ago, there's no way that you could have put on eight kilos, no. and like there's no way you would have done it. No, I think that to be able to, you know, this isn't someone who is stopped training or uh, for whatever reason has put on weight yeah. um, by accident and then kind of having a problem with it. This is pretty much on purpose. This, this is pretty is much like right. Does that mean I can eat? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have I'll to get bigger, more? and okay, I need to fine. be this weight now. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's quite inspiring to a lot of uh, women especially who worry about that thing that actually there are people out there that there are other people out there who still has all of those insecurities Mm. and problems with it but are kind of overriding it with the fact that I'm doing what I need to do irrespective of how I feel about how my body looks yeah yeah definitely and there's I mean there's days where you go in like you go and you you're like, oh yeah look my lats are huge my back's so much bigger yes and I feel like really uh, really good and really strong and then there's days you're like, oh God, I've got to go to a wedding soon mm. and no dresses look good on me at yeah. all. So, you know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> you get both sides of it. You just get both sides of it. Do and you have you just any have advice to, to people who are kind of not even... Because I don't think that many people listening to this... Um, I hope there are women listening to this. and uh, But I don't know if there'll be any women listening to this who are looking to compete in Strongman. Right. But definitely women in this who are worried about they're stopping possibly stopping themselves from being the best at what they want to do yeah or the best version of themselves at what they want to do because of those insecurities with their um physical appearance and stuff like that yeah i just find that what i get out of like achieving focus on the what goal. i want to achieve yeah is so much more important than what fucking dress i'm gonna wear to a wedding like that's so fleeting like i can introduce you as england's second strongest woman but yeah. i can't introduce you as like this is Lisa. Who managed to who fit into the dress, nice dress she wants to get into. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of just, the, just everything you learn. It's from a glory sport. lasts it's forever so sort of thing yeah. where like. Like what do you really want? Yeah. Like what, what do you really, really want? Like one day I want to really, really want to win England's Strongest Woman one day. Yeah. And I, you want to win England's Strongest Woman more than you want to fit inside this particular dress. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or more than I care that, you know, like. You know, I went to a party the other day and my friend's 30th and we were talking about training and this guy was like, oh, but you don't want to get too big. And I was just <laughs> like, you fuck. Like, 
like, what's that got to do with what I'm doing? Like, why are we talking about how big I'm going to get? Yeah. Why aren't we talking about actually like what I do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and do you think that that's like, like, but not too big, not like strong man type, like puffy big. Well, if I need to, mm. <laughs> then yeah. That's like a constant problem with um, women in sports is that no one says that shit about guys. <laughs> right? No one's just like, like uh, <laughs> so-and-so's like really good, like he's really good at his sport, but you know, <laughs> his hair looks funny. <laughs> Actually, I think someone might have said that <laughs> about me. said that about you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, people don't say that about guys. Uh-huh. And um, I've spoken to like, I have a lot of friends who are girls in jiu-jitsu who are like, that I want to get on here and kind of talk about this sort of stuff in the sport as well. Yeah. Guys have no idea the sort of stuff that women have to go through from like society. <laughs> I don't want to get like, I'm I not a feminist <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, but it's just an interesting... I think interesting you understand quite a lot, don't you? What's that? You understand quite a lot I try of it. To. I think you get us moaning at you quite a lot. Yeah, I get lots of yeah, people moaning yeah, at me. So like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so finally, kind of, I, wanna sw- I know that you've got to shoot off soon, but... Um, any advice to people about training or about competing and stuff like that? Oh, God. Mm. Like any final parting words? No, no, nothing. No, no. You, you, you have to... <laughs> Just no. <laughs> I don't have any you, words. You have to say something. <laughs> to say Give something. some sort of inspiring um, oh, send-off. No, don't say that. <laughs> Can't you just ask me a decent, like a different question? Um, <laughs> no, like just... It depends what you want to do, doesn't it? So like just know what you want to do. Be focused on what you want to do, I guess. And um, just put all the structures in there to help you achieve that. So for me, there's a lot of other things I sacrifice because of what I want to do. And I make sure I'm around for the stuff I need to do. So I'll make sure my Saturdays mornings are off bounds. I don't put work in. Sometimes I think maybe I'll just fit in like a client earlier in the morning before training. No, like... um, but that's very much about being focused, I guess. So, I don't know. You I don't uh, know what to say. secretly drawn out that. I I liked it. That was good. Did you like it? Yeah, that was good. Um, so, what are you up to? What are you doing? This is where you get to promote some stuff. You're competing in Britain's Strongest Woman. I'm competing in Britain's Strongest Woman. August 20th. Um, yep. Yeah. And um, depending on how well that goes will depend on the rest of my year, to be honest. Yeah. So um, I don't remember. I think it's top three or top five go through to, it must be top three, go through to Europeans. Um, um, but you know what? Like last year was the English. So um, this I knew this year was going to be my, getting towards the British. So, you know, I'm really focused on trying to do as like as well as I really, really can on that. Um then I'm gonna um, yeah we got the strength rising going on so we're soon no we haven't got another one uh, date in yet um, but is there anywhere that people can go that be kept up to date on the strength riders and stuff um, yes um, so just, just just like if we didn't talk about it too much strength rising is a is a women's only mm-hmm. lifting course yeah so it's a workshop so it's a one day yeah. workshop um, for beginners for yes i would say definitely beginners okay definitely for beginners. so if you're interested about beginners, it intermediate as well i'd say um so if you're interested about it just um i guess hit me up on facebook yeah and yeah definitely where um, can they find you on facebook lisa just filipina price is that a page or is that a no it's just me and then your instagram as well mm-hmm. um yogini beast how do you spell that y-o-g-i-n-i Beast. Beast. You're asking I someone to spell <laughs> without being able to write it down. Do Better that. you than me. Uh, um, yeah, so if you want to follow Lisa on Instagram, it's Yogini yeah. Beast. That's yeah. like a women yogi, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Well, it's someone that does yoga. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they can kind of follow what you're doing and yeah, slide I guess into the DMs if yeah. they want to know about Strength Rising or anything. Definitely, because we're, we're in the process of, I mean, we did our, I guess it was a pilot one for the uh, Strength Rising that went really, really well. So we're in the process of getting like the Facebook page up for that and everything else. So yeah, just drop me a message. and Awesome. Then, yeah, that's it. Wicked, Lisa. I'm so glad that I got you to talk to for an hour 45 as well. Oh, it's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) You were moaning earlier that it was cold. Um, (laughs) I want to thank you very much for coming and chatting. And um, hopefully maybe I'll get you on again to talk about some other stuff. Uh, Thank you very much to everyone for listening. Um, As always, if you want to contact the podcast, it's theraspberrypodcast at gmail.com. yeah, let me know what you thought of it and let me know if you want to, uh, who else you want to hear. I kind of spent, a, it took me a little while to get my, my distance between, my time length between podcasts are getting <laughs> longer because I'm disorganized and busy and uh, struggling to fit people in. But um, I'm going to try and be more organized and get someone in uh, within a week or so. Uh, but if you have any ideas of anyone that you want to hear on the podcast, send me an email. If you've got any questions to ask, then send me an email, uh, hit me up, leave a review somewhere or whatever. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Lisa Filipina Price uh, talk about women being strong as fuck. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming, Lisa. <laughs> and to the listeners, take it easy. Bye.